Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. We love you heaps. Well, this week was a big week for a few reasons. This week was big because of Cyclone Debbie. That was big. But then we also had a 40th birthday this week. And with the beautiful Nicole Dancewan, please stand up. Nick, gorgeous mother-to-be, turned 40, celebrated her birthday in New Zealand. Nick, we love you. Happy birthday. Hope you had a fantastic week. Absolutely sensational. Did we all fare all right? Did anybody's house flood? I know Don had a, had a um, and Cloda had a branch through the roof. So you got a nice big hole in the roof and therefore you had a nice tree snake come in, which is always exciting. And uh, it's an asbestos roof, so nobody wants to come out and fix it, but I'm sure they will. If not, I've got a tarp you can borrow. Anybody else? Did anybody else get flooded in, flooded out, couldn't get home? No, you had no power until this morning, which is not much fun either. Until yesterday, there you go. Well, did anybody see the bull shark? Did anyone see the photo of the bull shark that ended up in the middle of the road in air? That was unbelievable. It was like this massive bull shark. I think it was like a five-foot-long bull shark sitting like on, on, the, on the white line in the middle of the road, and it was stranded because the stream came up, and then the stream receded, but the bull shark was still there. So don't swim in rivers. I'm trying to help you people. Don't swim in flooded rivers, all right? Fantastic. We're going to have some fun this morning. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly believe we live in one of the most spectacular parts of the planet. We, we are blessed. We are ridiculously blessed. Uh, you know, I've got a bit of a Sunday morning routine. I go and get a coffee, and then I go and I read the newspaper for five minutes. Then I, I drive, and then I stop at the river, and I walk, and I pray, and I go through the message, and I just kind of seek God. I felt like God said, just keep driving. Just keep driving. So this morning, I drove along the river. I drove out to Tawantan, and I drove through the back of Tawantan, and then I drove up to Karoi. And I felt like God said, just pray for your area, your region. Just pray over where you live because I've brought you here. I've brought you here to bless you and I've brought you here to be a blessing. And uh, I want to encourage you guys, as you're traveling around, firstly, listen to the voice of God and just do what he says. And I, and I, t- I, t- I started having thoughts as I was driving along about people I should text and people I should call and people I should, and I felt like they were God moments and God encounters. But I want to encourage you, listen to God and then pray over your region. You know, James says that the the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. It causes much to happen. When you pray, heaven comes alive and hell shakes. The prayer of the righteous, it it says in Romans that we're made righteous by our faith in Christ. So if you believe in Jesus Christ and, and he's your Lord and Savior, then you've become the righteousness of Christ. And as you pray, your prayers are powerful and effective. And in Mark 11, it says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believing that you receive them, you'll have them. If you pray anything in faith and believe it, you will have it in Him. And we're, in, we're entering into a season in Him. But I want to encourage you, let's be that church. Let's be those people that believe, that go to faith. Because I say it all the time, but we're going to live in fear or faith. Every day, as, as my feet hit the ground and I get out of bed, I've got the opportunity to go to fear or faith every single day. It's the opportunity that presents itself to me every day. And, and I gotta, I'm going to go to faith. I'm going to go to positivity. I'm going to go to that place where God is able because I'm in Him. And and, and the alternative is I'm going to go to fear and I'm going to go to anxiousness and I'm going to go to woe is me and I'm going to... But I can't help or benefit any other person in that place. But I can in a position of faith because I can overcome. 
and I can get strong, and I can gain momentum in life, and I can move forward, and then I can encounter somebody else in the same position I was, and I can take them into victory, and I can take them into forward movement in life, and I can take them into moment, because I've gone to a position and a place of faith. Amen? So I want to encourage you. Uh, And I was just thinking through, you know, as we enter into this Easter period, people are open to coming to church at Christmas and Easter. Melissa messaged someone this week, and they said, well, we went to church at Christmas time, I guess we'll come on Easter Sunday. She said, fantastic, come along, gave them an invitation. People come along, and I was thinking that, you know, Easter is the ultimate invitation, and it's the ultimate opportunity to encounter a new life, a new day in Christ. And, uh, you know, we're all, because of our sin, we're all separated from God, uh, a void we couldn't gap, and our eternal future was separation from God but because of the cross that divide was crossed because of Jesus because of the work of the cross the divide the division that that chasm between us and God was was gapped was bridged so that we could enter into relationship and I was just thinking you know John three sixteen. we all know the scripture verse if I asked you I'm, I'm sure you could all recite it for God so loved the world that he gave for God so loved you and I in our sin, in our brokenness, in our separation, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but he sent the world, uh, sorry, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He didn't send Jesus to condemn, he sent Jesus to save. And I think at times we've got that mixed around, that, that you're a dirty sinner and you need to be saved. It's like, no, no, because of your sin, God sent a saviour. And there, there is grace that is available to you. There's salvation that is available. It's a free gift that you can have. A, and we can, we can be that bridge for other people. We can, we can be that love. We can be that grace. We can be that mercy that, that gets somebody from the world into the house and into relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, how awesome is that? Do you, do you realise how loved you are today? Do, do you realize how loved you are today? God sent his son, and not only his, his one and only son, as a savior for your life, for your soul. And if you've ever wondered, what is the price of my sin? What, what would have been the price of my sin? Just look to Jesus. Just, just look to Jesus and realize that was the price that God put on my life. It was worth sending his only son in my place to pay a price I never, it was, it was worth, because he loves you so much. And I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. I think we need to remind ourselves of the fact there is worth, there is value, there is love in my life. As an individual, not as a member of a church, not as a, a pastor, not as somebody playing, but my life, my individual life and all its circumstance is so loved of heaven, so loved of God that he would send his son to assure my connection with him for eternity. That blows me away. That's unbelievable. That when we pass from this life, we will enter into that life. That, you know, that we will, we will be born twice. Once naturally, once spiritually, and then we will live for eternity with Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, that, that blows me away. And uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, we're talking about being in Him. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I love that. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have now become new because of him. What's life about? Our life is about lifting high Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, having our motivation and our desire. He's number one in our life. 
He rules and reigns. If we call him Lord, it's actually saying, I, I give you lordship over my life. You can lead me. You can guide me. You can, you can direct me in life, and I'll be okay with wherever you take me, the left or to the right, the forward or the back. God, I will be all right as long as you're with me. You know, and, the, and there's a saying that I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I don't know about you, I, I'm on a journey, I'm, I'm the, you're far from perfect and I'm trying to journey that direction, uh, but I'm not where I used to be. So, so if you've got anything to be thankful for this morning, be thankful for that, that, that you are journeying, that you are changing, that God is doing a work in your life and you may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. Amen? Come on. And, wh and what I wanted to do today is remind us of the fact that as much as God wants us in relationship with Him, the devil, our adversary who is a real entity, wants to do whatever he can to bring division and distance and distraction into that relationship, right? What we face and the challenges that come against us, it's, we, we live in a, in a spiritual tussle. There, 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 there's, there's things that happen in life that happen because there is an enemy that is against us, and uh, he'll do whatever he can. And, you know, I was, have you ever been, had a lie told about you? Somebody's spoken about you, somebody's spoken myths, truths, or they've lied about you and they've, you know, defamed you or whatever. Something wasn't true and it was unpleasant and really just hard to get over. Any, anybody ever had that happen to them? I'm sure we all have. Somebody's spoken wrongly about us. That's all the enemy does, day in and day out. He speak about you, lie about you, lie against you, and try and bring division into the midst of your world. And not only is he lying about you, he's lying to you. So the reason I would say, do you, do you know how loved you are today, is because the enemy will be telling you, you're not loved. And there is still distance between you and God. And, and your sin disqualifies you. And your past disqualifies you. But, but 2 Corinthians 5 says, if we're in him, everything is gone. You know, the Bible tells us as far as the east is from the west, the Lord remembers not the former things. The former things are the things before we entered into relationship with him. He remembers not how we used to be and what we used to do, but he remembers now that we are an heir to the throne. We're part of the family. We've entered into relationship with him. And uh, the devil, he, the reason he wants to lie to you and lie about you is he wants you locked up and unable to move forward in life. He, he just wants you bound up. He wants you limited. He wants a ceiling over your world. But I want to tell you today that you're free. You're free in Jesus. Right? The Bible says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. I don't know about you, but that helps me because there are days where I feel bound up and there are days where I feel like, but I have to remind myself going to a position of faith, I am free. There's nothing that holds me back. There's nothing that limits me. There's nothing I can't do in him. It's not in my strength. It's in his strength. It's not in my ability. It's in my faith. It's, it's where, I, where I decide to stand uh, as a position in life. And, and I've just decided that I believe, that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life. That I believe that he is the almighty, that he is great and merciful, that he is the king of kings. I've just made that decision, and so I walk out my life, I walk out my days from that position of strength. He is my Lord, he is my savior, he has got control of my life, amen? So anyway, the, the, the devil's lying to you about who you are, he's lying to you about your future, what you're going to go through, your relationships, your health, your family, your God. But in, Peter 1, in, in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a, a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith. 
Can I encourage you, resist the devil. He will come. You've got to understand he's going to come daily. He's going to come loud, roaring like a lion. He's going to come to try and intimidate you. Stand fast in faith because he's relentless. But your faith will sustain you. Your faith will carry you and your faith will get you through even the loudest of roars. Amen. John 8, 44 says, He, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's all the devil's got. The, the devil is a liar. Anything you hear that comes from the enemy, from the devil, you know is a lie and the total opposite of what God has for your life. When he, and it's, but I love that because it says he, he speaks his native tongue. There's nothing else he can do. He's like the little kid that lives across the street that can never tell the truth. You, you know that kid? I think we've all had one of those kids in the, in the street. If, if you were that kid, can I say a hand? No, no, don't lift your hands. The, the little kid that tells you, I, did, I went fishing and I caught 25 fish. Yeah, all right, you probably didn't catch any. I, I did this and I did a jump and it was 50 foot high. Like they just can't tell the truth. But that's a, it's, that is the devil. He's the father of lies. And uh, all he knows is, is destruction and deceit and there's no truth in him and i want to encourage you to, to to find yourself in jesus to find yourself in him to find yourself in relationship with the god of heaven so that you can distinguish between those voices uh, so you can tune your ear to the voice of god and the holy spirit and not listen to the voice of the enemy that comes in many shapes and forms amen you know and i was thinking that his lies are the most powerful weapon he has but he has no power all he's got is lies the only thing the enemy can do is lie to you. But there is no power attached to his lies unless you take a hold of them. If you let them just bounce off, if you just let them, the, just, just the, the lies come, the, the fiery darts come, the accusations come, but if you just let them bounce off, there is no power in the lie unless I take a hold of the lie and do something with it. Focus on it. Think about it. Accept it. Whatever it might be, but there is no power in the lie of the enemy. We've got to stand on the word of truth. We've got to stand in Him, in strength. And, and for me, this is, talking about being in Him is just talking about Easter. That, that I wasn't in Him and then God sent His Son so I could be in Him. And, and as, a, as an invitation, as a free gift, as something He wanted for, for my life. And, uh, you know, John 10.10 10 says, the devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's, that's all he does. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Because, you know, you gotta, oh, it's hard being a Christian, it's hard all this. It's, it's harder not being a Christian. It's harder not being in faith. It's harder not having Jesus Christ in your corner. It's harder not having, you know, heaven backing your life and your actions and your forward movement. And uh, it's, but I have come. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come. Who came? Jesus Christ. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundant. You, have, you may have joy. You may have peace. You may have fulfillment. You may have content. I've come. He, he comes to do certain things, but I've come to do the direct opposite. I've, I, I've come to bring fulfillment. I, I, I don't know about you. That, that blows me away when I actually stop and go that, that the devil is real, but God is real, and, and, and he has intentions for my life, but so does he, and, and I get to choose one of them. And so, do you know, I'm going to choose this one. I'm going to choose that joy, and I'm going to choose that life, and I'm going to choose that abundance, and I'm going to choose, choose that, that, that blessing for my world. I, do you know what I mean? I'm going to go to that place. Because here's the deal. We're, we're all going to face challenge this week. We're all going to face issue this week. We're, but, but if I go to this place, there's hope, and there's vision, and there's future. Amen? Come on, help me preach this morning. 
God's nature is completely opposite to the devil's. He gives life abundantly to all. He sets the captive completely free. John 8, 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you'll be free indeed. He's made you free through relationship with Jesus. You know, in, in 1 John 44, You are of God, little children, have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he that's in the world. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So, so when we're in him, he's in us. And this, this gets a little confusing, but, but he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the one that is with us that never lives, when, when, when he's in you, it's, it's greater than what's in the world coming against you. So what I have inside me is bigger than and greater than and stronger than, more powerful than what comes against me in life. Therefore, I can just walk, walk forward in life assured. Walk forward that the promises of God are yes and amen towards my life. That all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes. So even though I walk through a tough time relationship, I can just keep walking forward. Because all things are going to work together for my, even though I walk through a tough financial time, I can keep walking forward knowing that God is working behind the scenes. When I can't even say, he's working on my behalf to make it good. I may not walk through good, but it is going to be good. And I'm going to get there and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to be thankful to God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I encourage you to take a hold of the word of God and let it feed your soul? I just read this stuff all day, every day. I just think about if I'm not listening to a podcast or reading the Bible or looking at, you know, something. It's like, this feeds your soul. And just as your physical body needs food for nourishment, so does your soul. And, and it, you know, in, um, it says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4. 4. Uh, but, but, you know, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I believe there are three main lies that the devil tells to keep us imprisoned, and I want to look at them this morning so we can break their power over our lives, amen? He, he, he lies to us. He speaks lies into our world to keep us imprisoned and held back, and I don't know if you've ever felt limited or held back, but so many people walk through life, and it's, they're almost stunted, and they can't move forward, and they can't move back. They're on the rat wheel of life, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn energy, and I'm just going to keep doing what I do, and, but I don't feel like I'm getting forward, and I'm not necessarily going back, but I'm stuck. Uh, my prayer is that you get unstuck today. My prayer is that over the course of this uh, series in him, that something would shift, something would change, that there would be an unlocking because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. He who the sun, you can be free and not bound. You know, oh, I've been bound for 25 years. Yeah, but why don't we get free today? But I've been limited for, so I can't even see. I've, 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 this is how I've always done what I've always done. Yeah, let's get free today because in him is freedom in him is joy in him is power and the ability to get beyond what i've known today amen the first lie i believe the enemy tells is that god isn't able god isn't able he wants you to believe that god isn't able to meet your needs and heal your hurts it's 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 a lie the enemy brings that god's not able he could do this this and this but he can't do that he was able to speak and create the heavens and the earth but he couldn't get in the middle of your marriage he was able to raise the dead to life, but he couldn't do this for you. That, that, that's what the devil wants you to believe, because it's, you, you have what you believe. Whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe in your ascent, you will have. It's, it's, it's what we believe for, uh, but this isn't true. In Isaiah 53, it says, starting in verse 4, Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. 
but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, go astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity for us all. We turned aside. We went our own ways. We lived according to our own agendas and desires, so God sent Jesus. And, and, and the iniquity for our sin was put upon his life. He paid the ultimate price so that we could live free. The whole point of the cross is your freedom. The whole point of one of the most harrowing deaths you can ever walk through is your freedom. You know, Hebrews 12 says, Since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run the race set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him. I've said it before. What was the joy in the cross? Your freedom. The joy that Jesus saw beyond the agony was your freedom and your life and your joy and your content. He looked on at your life and your family and he smiled. He says, I'll go to the cross for that. I will take the price of their sin, of their depravity, of their separation upon themselves because it's worth it. For one person, he would have done it. But now he says that his desire is that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. Do you know the thing I, I think you could do the greatest this year to honor God is bring somebody else into the house of God. If you want to honor him, if you want to be in him, connect somebody else to him also. That will bring the greatest glory to God, saying, you know what, my life is just not about me. My life is about somebody else. I've entered into freedom. I've entered into, you know, deliverance. I've entered into this space that I couldn't invade before. And God, because you did it for me, I'm going I'm to do it for someone else. I'm going to bring somebody else into I'm going to introduce somebody else into relationship with you. Amen? In Ephesians 1, 19, it says, The same power that God worked in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in us. God is able. God is able. I want to tell you here this God is able. I don't know your circumstance. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know the, the weights that you carry in your mind, the weights that you carry in your soul, the guilt that's held on to you from the, I don't know, but I do know God is able. He's able to deliver you. He's able to free you. The same power that he worked in Jesus, three days dead, underground, in the tomb, you know, descending to the depths of it. The same power that God worked in his life is working in your life. That's unbelievable. That, that blows me away. That there is power, not only available, but active in my life. Come on, let's give God a hand for that this morning. You know, 2 Corinthians 9, 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. In your hardest moments, God's able. Don't listen to the enemy's lie that he's not able to. You know, don't let circumstance and, and happenstance and things that have happened in the past tell you he can't. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory. And, and you've heard me make this statement many times, but I, I believe it to be true that the power of God active in our life is proportional to his praise on our lips. So when I'm walking through a, a tough time, when I'm walking through a challenge, when I'm walking through something that I don't understand, when I praise him anyway, when I declare that he is king, that he is Lord, that he is God, that's when I believe that our faith encounters the power of heaven and channels it towards our life and circumstance. He is able all the time. You know, I, I remember being in Auckland and I prayed for a young guy, 20 years old. He had been paralyzed at 18 uh, because he had a stroke and the whole left-hand side of his body was paralyzed. He could use his, his, his right leg and right arm, but his left leg and left arm, he couldn't. I prayed over him and in a moment... 
two years he'd been prayed for many times many times but I, something happened in, and we we're in an atmosphere of faith and i prayed and instantly he regra- regained usage of his left arm and his left leg and god god is able and, and i can't tell you how it happened but i believed it would happen i can't tell you you know you, wh- why some get healed some don't but what i do know is god is able and that's the position i put myself in you know 1 peter 5 8 the reason the son of man came was to smash the works of the enemy you know jeremiah 32 27 says i'm the lord the god of all creation is there anything too hard for me this is god asking a question he doesn't need the answer he knows the answer he, he, he's, he's asking a question to, to provoke thought i am the lord the god of all creation is there anything too hard for me i think it's a good question to ask go well i, I don't know god is verse 17 our lord god you created the heavens and earth with your outstretched arm and power there is nothing that is too hard for you jeremiah's position was nothing is too hard for god the enemy had come to try and lie to try and deceive to try and distract but he goes no no my position is this there's nothing that's too hard for you god if you walk through life going there's nothing too hard for you you will walk through every season every challenge every storm and you will come out victorious on the other side you will come out enlarged you with a, with a bigger capacity with a greater understanding you will you will have wisdom you'll have strength in your world simply because you went to a position of faith second lie i believe the enemy brings is it's too late it's too late you've been in this for 25 years it's too late you you didn't go through that training it's too late uh you didn't take the opportunities that presented themselves 10 years ago it's it's too late can i encourage you it's never too late in god it's never too late the enemy wants you to think that the problem's too big the hour's too late uh it'll never happen for you you've been so long sick for so long your kids are off the rails your marriage is going all wrong it, can, I, can i encourage you here today? it's never too late today is a brand new day in god it says behold i'm doing a, a new thing god does a new thing each day a brand new thing if you've woken up this morning there there is air in your lungs your heart is beating you, you you can function and you can move it is a brand new day full of brand new opportunities psalm 118 says this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it we'll, we'll rejoice and be glad in it because it's a day of opportunity it's a day of power it's a day where i can overcome it it is a day where i can enter into breakthrough and and i can enter into rest and joy in him and i want to keep just pointing us back to the fact that it's jesus Je- jesus is the one Jesus is the one that helps us and lifts us and strengthens. It's never too late. I remember there was a, a lady in Perth, and uh, her arm literally and, and had been pinned to her side for 27 years. She'd had operations. All of her shoulder at that point had been shattered and whatever, and technology today is far better than it was back then. But for 27 years, her arm had been pinned by her side. It's too late. It's too late. Just, just live with it. Just accept it. Just... just deal with the fact it's too late right because that's what we think and that's but but god said call her forward and i called her forward and i prayed for her and instantly she put her hand up 27 years locked up in one position medically with pins and and everything else that she'd had done in a, in a moment it, it's it's never too late i was in Mackay at a camp and this girl's operating the back then it was, it was quite a while ago the overhead projector so she's doing the songs and you'd move the sheet in then you move the sheet out and then you move the sheet in and they were singing and that's the wrong sheet change the sheet and uh and she's looking at me really weird and i'm like lady i'm trying i'm trying to preach i'm trying to i'm, I'm hot it's sweaty we're in Mackay. there's death adders all around you know give me a break i'm feeling nauseous because I'm, 
I lived in Sydney at that point. Sydney's a whole lot cooler. You know, Mackay's like hot and sweaty. And I'm like, what's going on? She's just staring at me. And I'm like, lady, I don't like you. I didn't say this to her. I was just, you know, I'm not, not looking here for any reason, Heather. And, uh, and she's just staring at me the whole time I'm preaching. And then God gave me a word of knowledge that somebody here and their left ear is deaf. I'm like, what? And I was like, okay, there's somebody here and you're, you're, you're deaf in your left ear. And somebody walks over to her and taps her on the shoulder because she couldn't hear me. She's looking at me like this. What she was trying to do was hear what I was saying. So she wasn't looking at me scowling and she wasn't looking at me negative. She, she's trying to lip read and hear what I was saying. So if any of you look at me funny, I just pretend you're deaf. I just keep moving forward. 32 years, she'd been deaf from birth in her left ear. It's too late. Just, just deal with it. You got, you've still got hearing in your right ear. You know. we, all, we all put up with stuff in life. We all walk through life with a limp, and go, but that's, it's, it's too late. I just get used to it. Do you know one of the worst things for me with my hips uh, before I had the treatment that I had was I just got used to the pain. And people would come up to me and say, what's up? I said, what do you mean, what's up? Because I was used to the pain. So I walked how I walked, but didn't think anything of it because I was used to the pain. I said, dude, you, you, you're limping. I must have been, I don't know how I walked. I just, I did something. And he's like an old man. <laughs> and uh, I had gotten used to the pain. Can I encourage you, don't get used to the pain. It's not too late. This girl, 32 years of age, I prayed for and instantly her ear popped open. She had perfect hearing. She went and had tests done, perfect hearing in both her ears. Because God is able and it's not too late. And he can do it. And the devil is a liar and a thief. But God came to set you free. You know, I, I was thinking through uh, Luke 23 and it's a thief on the cross. And this is what Jesus said. And then Jesus said, uh, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that today you'll be with me in paradise. This is a guy hours, maybe minutes, moments away from death, separated from God on a cross for crimes he did commit. He deserved to be there, but he turned his heart towards Jesus and he said, remember me. And Jesus' response was, moments from death, his response was, today you'll be with me in paradise. It's, ne it's never too late. It can be the last breath. It can be the last moment. We don't have to wait to our last breath and our last moment. But it could be your last breath. Your la and Jesus, in his goodness, in his mercy, in he will come and invade that space to give you an opportunity to return to him, to turn to him, to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Jeremiah 33, 3, I might get the team to come. Uh, it says, call to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I love that. We serve a God that says, call to me and I'll answer you. Not call to me and I'll ignore you. Not call to me and I'll observe and see if you get through it on your own. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you have not seen. Can I encourage you, if you're feeling like God isn't able, go to that place of calling on him. Go to that place of crying out to him. Go to that place of desperation where you say, God, I need you. I need you now. I need you in this moment. I need you in this season. I need you to, to, to touch my world and touch my circumstance. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. He delivered me from all of my fears. You know, Lazarus was dead four days in a tomb. It's too late. Four days in a tomb. Stinky Lazarus. You're saying roll away the stones. Like, no, don't roll away the stones. He, he raised him back to life. It's never ever too late last one is this that God doesn't really exist if the devil can't get you at he's not able if the devil can't get you at uh, it's too late he's going to try and get you at is God real 
Is he real? Do you, do you, you've never seen him. Is he real? Will, will he turn up? Is he ever present? Will he be the, the, the enemy will come in and try and speak that, the lie, which is his native tongue, just to convince or to confuse, well, is he real? It says that, you know, there's a scripture that says that they limited the Holy One of Israel because they remembered not the former things. Israel had been delivered from Egypt. Israel had been brought through the Red Sea. Israel had been brought into a land of abundance. But then it says that they limited the Holy One of Israel because they remembered not. In the midst of their current circumstance, they remembered not the miracles they'd seen. They'd remembered not the touches they've had. They've remembered not the prayers that worked. I want to encourage you today, think back on all the good things God has done in your life. Think back on all the touches that you've had in your world. Think back of all those things where God has worked good together for your, you know, in your circumstance. Remember what God has done in your life. God is real. And what I love in, in Hebrews uh, 11, it says, But without faith it's impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He's a reward of those who diligently seek Him. God is big. God is real. He exists, and I have to go to a position of faith. Because I've never seen Him, but I, do tell, I, I have felt Him. I have felt the Holy Spirit in my life. I have felt the touch of God upon my world. I have heard the voice of God that's led me and guided me through life. You know, Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. God is real. And I want, I want you to think back on and ponder on, you know, meditate on all of God's goodness in your world. When you were young, you know, I, I can vividly remember when I first got my license, uh, and it was a stormy night. My dad lent me his ute, and it was probably way too powerful for me. And I'm driving along, and I know my, my dad and my mum covered my life in prayer all the time. And I remember one night I was driving too fast. I was a silly young teenager on his peas. I just lost control of the car, and the car's spinning and spinning and spinning. And I, and I stop, and as I look, I've got the window, there's a, there's a pole right next to me. And I know it was God. There was no reason for the car to stop and not hit the pole, but it stopped. I know, I, I know that God's been present in my life. I know there's times where we've prayed for things desperately, crying out, to, and, and God's come through. And, I, and I, I want to think back, I want to remember all of the good things God has done. We remember the bad things so easily. We remember the things that didn't happen. We remember the bad things that have been done to us, but we don't remember or focus on the good things that have taken place, you know, the miracles. We walk in miracles every day and things that we don't even know or understand are happening to us, are happening to us and around us because God is setting angels around our world and, and, and He's for us, as I said, and not against us. I want to encourage people here today, if it's even a question in your mind, is God real? That you would open yourself up to an experience right now with Him. If it's even a, a minute question, it's been spoken to you. It's been spoken to you by parents. It's been spoken to you by friends. It's been, you know, I, I, we were in the car yesterday. I, had, I, I took Zach and his little mate, the six-year-old mate, down to the skate park. And, and he said to him, oh, are you going to go and do that God thing tomorrow? Is that where they tell you about that God? Like, because his parents are atheists. Where they tell him about God. And, you know, what do they do? They pray or something like that. Are you going to go? He goes, yeah, I'm doing that. We're going to church. Church is awesome. Kids' church is amazing. And, they, and, they, and we do stuff. And then... And it's like something, it may have been from a childhood. Do you really believe in that? Do you really think that can happen? Do you really think God is real? I want to encourage you to open yourself up to an experience today where we could pray together and God could touch your life. 
You, you may have been as a young child, you, you felt you heard God and you, you felt close to God and you felt his presence in your life, but some, life's happened. The twists and turns of life have happened and, and there's distance that's been created between you. And if, if it's a question in your mind, is God real? I would love an opportunity to pray with you this morning that the Holy Spirit would come upon you, that you would be touched afresh today, perhaps filled for the first time, perhaps changed for the first time into a new creation. Is that all right? Can I do that this morning? Why don't we just close our eyes just for a moment. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are here today. You are our ever-present help. You're our refuge and strength. That, God, we don't have to walk through life on our own, but we can be strengthened by you to walk through this life in joy, in peace, and in freedom. And God, today I declare that you are able, and it's not too late. And God, you're real, you're powerful, you're here right now, and you want to meet with your people afresh this morning. Just while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, can I just ask if you're here today going, you know, I don't even know if God is real. I need to know he's real. I want to know he's real. I'd, I'd like to enter into that relationship because it sounds good to me. Or I've, I've walked through some stuff and I've been challenged by stuff and I, you know what, I just don't know. I'd love to pray with you this morning. Just a simple prayer that says, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Show me how real you are. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. If that's you, would you just lift your hand this morning? I'd love to pray with you. Most people in this room have probably done it. Thank you. Is there anybody else that you just say, you know what? I want to know that God is real. I want His touch and His Holy Spirit to come upon my life. Is there anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we just stand to our feet? We're going to enter into a, another song of worship in a minute when we close, but Pastor, could I, could I pray with you this morning? Would that be all right? Why don't you come down the front? And can we just can we just put our hands together for Cass this morning? Unbelievable. I made this decision when I was 23 years old. In a place of confusion. It's, you know, no, I wasn't. I was 18 years old, sorry. 23 years ago. And um, I, I was confused. I'd been brought up a certain way and told certain things, but I needed to know for myself that God was real. And I gotta tell you, it hasn't been a perfect journey. And I'm a, I'm still a work in progress. But he's a perfect God. And I tell you. I feel like things are going to turn around in your life and in your circumstance with your kids and with, with the situation you find yourself because as I was mentioned, God is for you and not against you. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.